Welcome to the Brain Hickey Podcast, resources for marketers and entrepreneurs to help you leave a long-lasting mark on your audience, what I call a brain hickey. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to the Brain Hickey Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is sales funnels. We're going to talk about the psychology of sales funnel success and how to fix a leaky sales funnel. Now, if you're a marketer or you're an entrepreneur, you've probably experienced or built multiple sales funnel, either for yourself or for your customers. And it's a constant process of refining, tweaking, looking at the data and modifying it to get optimum performance. Now, what I call a leaky sales funnel is a sales funnel that's not working to its optimal level of performance. And think of it like this. Think of a, a perfectly built, massive cruise ship just cruising through, breaking through the waves in the Caribbean. You have the warm, humid air coming off the ocean. And all it takes is one little hole in the hull of the boat to bring that entire cruise liner sinking down to its demise in the bottom of the ocean. And it's it's funny, right, how vulnerable it is to just one little hole can can sink a massive ship. And it's no different when we're talking about sales funnels. All we need is that one little thing that's not working right and boom, conversion goes down. We don't get opt-ins. We're not making sales. And it's usually due to one thing, and that's the copy. So what we're gonna talk about today is the two different types, the two different, not types, the two components of a sales funnel. We have the architectural side of the sales funnel, and then we have the copy side of the sales funnel. So the architectural side of the sales funnel is the how-to, it's the backbones, right? We've got a, a uh, ad that runs to a landing page, a landing page that has an opt-in that goes to a tripwire, that goes to an upsell offer, and depending on whether or not someone buys, gets them into an email autoresponder for a follow-up sequence. Now that's the, the architectural part, right? Now we have the copy part. What's on the ads? What's on the landing page? What's in the emails? And usually it's the copy that causes the leaky part in the funnel. The architectural side is important, but without the right copy, conversion is going to suffer dramatically. That's where we gotta fix the spots. So the first thing that we wanna look at is the positioning of our offer. We need to position our offer to our prospect's greatest desires, right? We have to focus everything we talk about on the number one greatest benefit for your target market. What do they want? We just gotta fulfill that answer. People really don't care about the why, they care about fulfilling their own desires. So they don't, here's, here's an example. Do most people care about how fresh, clean drinking water made it to the, to the tap in their house? No, they just want fresh, clean water on demand, right, at any point. So don't focus so much on the why, focus on what people want and simplify, boil it down into very easy to understand language. So positioning our offer to their greatest desires is the first thing that we need to do. Now I'm working on building a sales funnel, uh, excuse me, not building it, writing some copy for some sales funnel pieces for a client who's offering a specialty software for a niche industry and he sells it in a webinar. So we need to craft a compelling offer with Facebook ads and then the Facebook ads are gonna direct them to a landing page and the landing page is gonna get to opt in to go to the webinar and that's where the magic happens in that webinar. And if they don't buy in the webinar, we're gonna follow up via email. And you know, through this discovery process, I'm saying, hey, well, well what, are, what are people gonna learn in this webinar? How can we make this sound sexy? And for the bullet points were about the sales process. 
they're going to get, quote unquote, an overview of longevity and reputation of the company. All right. Explanation of simple to use software. This isn't sexy. I can't write. No one's going to opt in if we wrote a landing page saying, hey, come to this weekly webinar for an hour and a half. You're going to learn about my company. You're going to learn about this easy to use software. And then you're going to get a discount and money back guarantee. It, no, right. That's not positioning the offer to the prospect's greatest desires. People are looking for that silver bullet, the answer to their problems, the pain point. And if we can focus and position our offer based on dangling that carrot, so to speak, you're going to increase your opt-in and conversion. And most of this seems you know, pretty common sense, but for some reason, whenever we're working on our own projects or selling our own services, we kind of get short-sighted. It's very difficult without that outside perspective. Now, I've used this analogy before, but I purchased a $1,500 training from Mike Dillard after watching an hour and 20-some-odd minute video sales letter. There's a lot of money to spend on a training, literally with, with just an hour. And it was about the positioning of the offer. He had something that I wanted. He, the, the, the ad, and I can't use the exact language because I don't remember it, but it was something along the lines of like how I added 700 new email subscribers to my list every week using this secret sauce, right? And again, butchered it, but that's the concept. And then I'm like, oh, cool. So I clicked on it. And then the opt-in form elaborated on that story, right? Had this continuity of message, which is the next thing we're going to talk about. Then I jump into the video sales letter. And it really drove in the pain point, talked about the solution, which was how to add people to your email list and grew the solution, right? He didn't, he didn't focus on, I'm going to teach you how through my online training. He showed you instead of telling again, very big differentiator show, don't tell, right? If your software can do this, don't tell me that it does that. Show me, tell me a story of how it worked. So he showed how this whole thing worked and at the end said, hey, by the way, the fastest, easiest, quickest way to do this is to buy this training from me and I'll show you how to do it. And it worked and it was great. And I'm actually quite glad that I purchased the training because I learned a lot from it. But there are two things that were exceptional about the sales funnel. First is the positioning of the offer. It positioned it to the target market's greatest desires, which was list building, email list building. And then the second component was continuity of message. So this is the other leaky part of sales funnels is this continuity of message. Now I was writing some copy for a leadership organization and writing a series of eBooks and emails and follow-up sequences. And if you're familiar with the, the word tripwire, right? That we have a tripwire in our sales process and the tripwire offer was so inconsistent and it just didn't make sense and they weren't converting. Now think of it like this. Let's say you see an ad on Facebook saying, get 17 secrets to writing high converting Facebook ads. You're like, cool, I wanna write high converting Facebook ads. There's 17 secrets, I can follow those. So you opt in and then this tripwire comes up, this upsell offer that says, hey, we also do SEO. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. I wanted to learn about Facebook and now you're trying to sell me something about SEO. So there's no continuity of the message. So we need to always maintain consistency throughout the sales funnel process. Now, the other part about this continuity of message is think of it like a story. Now, your, your, whatever you're selling, craft this story of what it does. So in this list building sense, the story is the, of a person struggling. They want more people on their email list, but they can't get it. That's the pain point. So we're going to craft a ad copy, some ad copy that speaks to that. And then they're going to get to the next part of the story, chapter two, and it's going to continue on telling that story. And then the solution you need to buy to get the answer, to get the end. And, and humans, psychologically, we can't stand not knowing the answer. We can't stand not seeing the end. Now, my wife, 
she's like this. We'll be watching a movie and it's a horrible movie. We've all had this, right? And all of a sudden, like 30 minutes in, I'm like, hey, can we can we please just kill this movie and try a new one? She can't do it because she needs to know what's going to happen at the end. Now, we can take this movie analogy and really build it into to, uh, what a successful sales funnel works like. Now, most movie trailers have 30 second and two minute versions, right? Uh, two minute versions up on YouTube, you see it online, 30 second version, maybe one minute is, is what we see on TV as a commercial. Now, the whole goal of a movie trailer is to get you to want to learn more about the story, right? They're going to show you these key hard hitting points and your capture, you're like, man, I want to know what happens. And the only way to know what happens next is to go buy a movie ticket, go to the theater, rent the movie, whatever it is. You need to purchase the movie to find out what happens next. I mean, it's really funny when you think about it. We're, we're, we're selling in a story to, to create this desire to want to finish the story. That's all it is. Now, your sales funnel has to be approached the same way. So position your offer in a story, and then when they go to the next stage in the funnel, they get a little bit more of the story, and they get a little bit more of the story, and then they get a little bit more. So it's almost like you've taken that movie trailer and you're gonna hack it up into little pieces. So you're gonna give them the hard-hitting 15 seconds in the ad, and then they're gonna get into the next page, they get the next 15 seconds. So it made up that first story of the trailer. Now, hey, you wanna see a little bit more? You wanna read chapter one of the book? You wanna see the first sequence of the movie? Come check out the webinar. Now you're gonna get the next, uh, let's say, half or three quarters or whatever it is of, of, the, of the story. And then at the end, it's like, hey, if you want the rest of the story, <laughs> now's the sale. Now is the time where you've captured someone's attention. You've kept them there. They want that story to end. They need completion. They want what you have to offer. And then they buy. So position, continuity of message. Position, continuity of message. Those are the two most important things for you to fix a leaky sales funnel. All right, now is the point where the rubber meets the road, where you take what you've learned in this podcast and apply it. So go revisit, look at your current sales funnels, do an audit, ask yourself these questions. Is my offer positioned to my target market's greatest desires? If the answer is no, go back to the drawing board and focus on those greatest desires. And then ask yourself, do I have continuity and message? Is the linear progression as people cycle through the sales funnel, does that story continue? And if the answer is no, remember, craft it like a movie trailer. Give parts of the story where that reader wants, no, not wants, where they need closure. They, they, they just need to know what's going to happen next. They need to know the ending. And that's your solution. That's that point where you start to convert your traffic and make sales. Now, that's all we got for this week's podcast. Hey, thanks again for listening. Access all your supplementary podcast goodies at brainhickey.com. Don't forget to click subscribe for new episode alerts. And hey, if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This is Adam Benzman signing off the Brain Hickey Podcast. <laughs>